Blog Talk Radio. So 
it's kind of like what the what the free agent class was like when uh, when LeBron uh, became available uh, about six years ago yeah. when everyone was going crazy trying Shabur to find LeBron. the pieces to mix and match. So I think right. we're going to see a lot of that in 2019. So uh, it's it's going to be incumbent on a lot of players to to drive up their market value this year to make sure that when they hit free agency, they'll be able to demand uh, top dollar that that 400 million number uh, you kind of threw out yes. there with Bryce Harper. That's that's the one everyone's kind of waiting to see what transpires. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out through the course of the season. You you know, I mean, it's I mean, baseball, it's one it's so much stupid money flow around in baseball. I mean, people were tripping like it was a few years ago when the NBA after the NBA signed that CBA deal where, you know, those like the like you know, like like the networks drove up contracts like for example, yes. uh Timothy Moskov for some reason got ninety four million dollars from the Lakers. That's how stupid <laughs> that money was in, 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 in the NBA. It's even more stupid in the MLB. Um yes. speaking of which, I, I'm just I mean Machado, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper gonna be free agents of twenty nineteen. Is there enough money? To go around, I mean, because those two cats alone, <laughs> they're going to command yeah. at least three hundred mil. I mean, those two cats. I mean, what Machado is, uh, he's still uh, he's still in, in the oil, right? Yes, he, he is for the time being. Okay, for the time being, he's still in Baltimore. <laughs> don't 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 get him out of Baltimore yet. We're gonna hold on right, 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 right. for one more season. <laughs> right. So I mean, but, but, no, but, but, but just I mean, Baltimore is not a I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, um, with the ability okay. to generate that kind of, that kind of payday, um, it really opens right. the doors to those uh, traditional heavy spenders, your Yankees, your Red Sox, your, your Cubs, your Dodgers. Um, it it, it, it kind of narrows um, the marketplace a little <laughs> bit as far as who gets involved in those select players, but I think that's what's unique about 2019 is there are so many available. There are so many franchise-changing players available. Now, granted, there's only one Bryce Harper. Uh, there's only one Manny Machado. Right. But you still have players that are available. I mean, Josh Donaldson was an MVP uh, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he ran into an injury yep. last year. But um, – when he's right, there are a few players in baseball who are better. So uh, we'll see if he's able to rebound this year and, and drive up his value uh, going into free agency. But you have players who are available that can change franchises, and it's not just those top-tier spending uh, teams that are going to be in on the bidding just because there will be so many available. So it, like I said, it's going to be exciting to see what shakes down in free agency at the end of this season. I mean, people will realize that Machado will be only 26 this summer. <laughs> he's in the, he's about to, he just, he just, he's in this, he's about to be 20 old. And yes. it's not, yes. and it's not really far-fetched to think that he may out-earn Bryce Harper in the open market. I mean, it's, that's not far-fetched. I know Bryce Harper's a stud. He's a man and all that, but, I mean, don't sleep on Machado. I mean, it, 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 I think it will be a close one, too, in terms of it, it contracts that's going to go out to those two. Yeah, I think it, it will be. be very close. And I think it, the position has a lot to do with that. It's because the third right. base position over the last 20 years, um, <clears throat> there have really only been two players who you can really hang your hat on who have been Hall of Fame caliber players. It's been Chipper Jones and it's been Adrian Beltre. Outside of that, right. you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who you could absolutely point to as a dominant third baseman, especially doing it uh, with the glove and with the bat. But with Manny Machado, I mean, you can lock that position up for the next 10 years and not have to think twice about it. Um, and with the sure. outfield position, there's there's so many great outfielders and and so much talent in that position that I don't think that drives down the value on Bryce Harper, but to your point about it being a close one-two as far as who's going to be able to have the bigger payday at the end of the season, um, Machado is going to be right there on Bryce Harper's heels. So, yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see how it plays out. Well, let me ask you two more questions that centers on the individual storylines. 
first of all, let's get well, well, well. Actually, let's let's make our way up to the smallest elephant in the room, to the largest, if you will. Dallas Cowboys. Right. You mentioned him earlier. You know, in Houston, he's total stud. Sure, my Yankees let him up twice in the ALCS, but he's still a stud. Um, <laughs> you think? I had to throw that in there. But do you think that um, Houston? I mean, they've been doing the, the. You know, they're like St. Louis, further west, further southwest, if you will. They they have a great farm system. They have great management. Who knows what the hell they're doing? Finally, and they get you know, which which leads to player development and what they have on the roster right now. And these guys are still young. And we'll get into Houston later in the podcast, but these guys, they haven't scratched it. They only just scratched the surface. Um, Absolutely. But having said all of that, I mean, I know Houston, no means a small market. But do you think they'll be able to afford Keiko's services past this season? The tricky thing about – the the tricky thing about the Dallas Keuchel situation is an acquisition that uh, Houston made this off season with Garrett Cole from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. Um, Garrett okay. Cole was an ace in Pittsburgh two years ago, but last year uh, got a little nicked up. Control was an issue. The velocity wasn't quite there when he came back to perform. And the the Pirates in the second half of the season uh, kind of came undone, and that's what led to them making the decision this off season to kind of have a bit of a, a mild fire sale, getting rid of McCutcheon uh, in his last year because they weren't going to pay him, sure. and getting rid of Cole. Mm-hmm. So I almost see this as Houston auditioning that second spot because they have Verlander as their number one. So. If Garrett Cole can return to the to the stature that he was in Pittsburgh in his earlier years, it may be a situation where the Astros say, well, maybe we're better served letting you go instead of throwing a ton of money at you and maybe take this money to lock up some of these other position players uh, to give us an opportunity to keep our core together going forward. Um, I think Dallas Keuchel is an outstanding pitcher and – if he does leave the Astros, he's going to be able to demand a hefty uh, price tag wherever he goes. But I think you got that right. the Astros will try to play this one to see if maybe they can use this as a one year to get the absolute best out of both of these guys. And then at the end of the season, take a look and say, okay, which one's best for us financially and long-term because they're both young guys. So I, I think – the Dallas Keuchel situation uh, is not an absolute certainty as far as him staying in uh, in Houston by a long shot. Yeah, I hear you there. Uh, because it's interesting that, and it goes to show you that life is totally not even fair, they have a guy named Justin Verlander in their back pocket <laughs> who really <laughs> shut down, who was really a hero of their season, their postseason. I mean, they just locked my Yankees. He locked my Yankees down three times. In the LCS, yeah. and he and he, and he also did his thing against the Dodgers. I mean, he's. I mean, it's it's just not fair. That's just that's just that's just stupid luck right there. That's that's almost like Atlanta Braves back in the nineties with Glavin, uh, Maddox, Glavin Maddox, and uh, and Smoltz and Smoltz, Smoltz. I mean, yeah. it's just not even fair. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and especially on a team that could already mash with the best of them. I mean, yeah. you got. A team that could hit and the team that could lock you down with the starting pitch. It's just it's not fair. But anyway, props to Houston. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what was another question? Oh, oh, yeah. So, do you see Machado and Harper and or Harper with the current teams next season? Just a, just, just a slight that's, hunch. That's the, that's the big question. What I would say is the acquisition of – John Carlos Stanton to the Yankees um, changed my mind on that one. And here's why I say that. Because mm-hmm. all along, I always thought Bryce Harper was going to the Yankees. Um, yeah, even yeah. before the only one. Judge had his huge year last season, uh, rookie of the year, uh, top five <clears throat> in MVP voting. Um, I still – I thought, I was like, you know what, they'll pair him with Bryce Harper – They'll, they'll have another bat to protect him in the lineup in there with, with Sanchez, and that'll be the, the 
2018, tw- I mean, 2019 uh, murderers row. Uh, they'll they'll have their yeah. lineup together, but then when they added Stanton, they took on a a pretty hefty salary, but nothing too excessive um, because they have a lot of young younger than than normal players in their uh, in their everyday uh, lineup, and uh, they have some yep. pretty good contracts in their rotation. Um, so, if I were a betting man, I would say that Bryce Harper will stay with the Nationals. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, with Manny Machado, um, no, I think he's gone. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> – I, I, think, I think he is – I think he is gone. I think that the Orioles are in a very tough position being the third or fourth team in a division um, that that is just absolutely – um, just dominated Stacked. by big markets and big Stacked. vendors. Um, yeah. And that is a tough thing to compete with. And I just don't foresee a scenario where Baltimore is going to see it in their best interest to allocate so much of their payroll to one player. Um, I think their right. their rotation is not strong at all, and they would be better served picking up pitchers instead of putting a lot of money into, although a phenomenal player, one player. So I would say Harper stays and Machado goes. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm just I'm just looking at the landscape of the NL, I mean, in the AL East, and we'll get to divisions in a moment. But to your point, how crazy is the AL East that you have yes. a team, a division dominated largely by the Yankees and Red Sox, but you also have three other good teams that could actually be competitive, very competitive challenge for pennants in the other divisions outside of the yes. NL, outside of AL West because Houston's just that good. Um, you know, with Toronto, Toronto doesn't stink. Tampa, no. they're young, but they don't really suck for so much. And then there's Baltimore that could go hot or cold. So, I mean, if you, I mean, just looking at last year's race, divisional race, I mean, it was tight. It was, it was pretty, it, was. it wasn't it was really but so lopsided. Yeah, that's what makes the AL East is that. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just totally talented. Um, speaking of division, let's just get to the teams and just go through. I mean, because we all have the usual suspects of who we think is going to be dominant, who's going to fall off the face of the earth. But do you have any teams that we should watch out for that are kind of like, quote, unquote, dark horses, if you will, uh, that, that we should be paying more and more attention to, good or bad? Um, you actually touched on one of them, and there are two teams that I kind of, when I was looking through uh, the makeup of their team, the division, any moves that they made, teams that are just yep. interesting to me to watch that aren't the obvious. Because like you said, you have the Yankees and the Astros and the Indians and the Dodgers, <clears throat> and those teams are going to be awesome. But for me, when I was looking at it, one team that you touched on, it was it's the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, because mm. they're in – a make-or-break year. Uh, last year, yeah. it was a tough year for them. They had a lot of injuries. There was a lot of inconsistency um, because of those right. injuries. And if they can come back healthy with Donaldson and Batista and Stroman, he has a bit of a shoulder. He won't pitch opening day, but they say he will be uh, available to pitch within the first week of the season. Um, but if right. they're right, they can be extremely competitive. But if they're off and they do falter, I'm curious to see what the fire sale will look like for that team and where some of those pieces could end up on contenders. Um, a player like Donaldson with, with fake going into his last year, if they don't think they can get him back in Toronto, they may make a move to see if they can get something in return for him. So, and, and a player like Batista, I believe this is the last year of the two-year deal that he signed. So, players like right. that who could be instant impact players on a contender, if the team doesn't get off to a good start or the Red Sox <clears throat> and the Yankees just pull away from the division, that could be one to watch. And my second one that I would say is a team to watch, Philadelphia Phillies. And with the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies, they brought in Jake Arrieta from the Cubs. Yep. They brought in Carlos Santana from the Cleveland Indians. 
And they had a lot of young talent emerge during the second half of the season. And in a division that I don't believe is as strong top to bottom, you have the Nationals who are amazing, but then you have the Marlins, the Braves, and the Mets in there with the Phillies. And I think the Phillies, Mm -hmm. they're a lot closer to being good than they are to being bad. And if they can pick up wins along the way, I think you can see themselves, they can see themselves by all-star break still being a relatively competitive team going down the stretch. Now, I don't think they'll contend for a wild-card spot or definitely give any legitimate threat to the Nationals who are just loaded. But I, I, I really like what the Phillies have going on, and I think with some young pitchers, with Ariette in there solidifying the rotation, and Renz Hoskins, who had a monster second half of the year where he went on this incredible home run hitting tear, they could really do some mm-hmm. things there. And it, it seems like it's the year of Philadelphia, so you never know what will happen. Dude, I, I think someone burned some incense and sacrificed a few goats for the Eagles to win it all. <laughs> and, it, 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 and now and now the, the, the damn Sixers are trusting the process even more because they just clinched the spot. And they're like, that's right, slowing down anytime soon this season. And you know, if, 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 and, and who knows what's going on with the Flyers? I'm not really paying attention. But if if, if the if the Phillies start to make some improvements and they they're, they're young and talented on paper, I mean, they showed it last season, but they're, they're very young and talented. To your point, with Jake Arrieta and yeah, like in the starting like anchoring the starting uh, pitching uh, rotation, who who the hell knows? But I just think back, stick of the Phillies. Remember, I think the year or two after they they won the title, the World Series, and with the the wild crazy hair dropping f bombs on stage because that's what they do in Philly. Um, like remember when they brought in Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay, God rest his soul, to go up Cole Hamels, and oh yeah, <laughs> remember those disappointing seasons after disappointing season after disappointing season. <laughs> that's that's what that. It kind of reminds me of. I mean, because granted, there was a more expensive Philadelphia team at that point, you know, along to go to you know to go along with Ryan Howard and company. But yeah, I mean, at least they're younger and cheaper. Outside of Jake Arrieta's contract, that is. But it's it's going to be interesting to see what they go for. I I, I personally have my eyes on the Minnesota Twins. No one okay. ex- they they talk about coming out of nowhere last year. No one. I mean, no one. I don't think people in Minnesota had, had them competing for a playoff spot. <laughs> I mean, much less getting a, a wild card. I mean, they just can't. Which is a great story because ever since they signed um, uh, Joe, uh, I'm blanking his last name, the Carrios. Future Hall of Fame catcher. Yeah. Oh, Joe Mauer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 Joe Mauer, yeah. When they signed him to that big old contract after they moved to Target Field, they just they just hit the crapper, man. They were like just they they just and everyone blamed him, unfortunately. But yeah. now, I mean, they came, they come up a season where they competed for a division title for most of the season, you know, and you know, just Cleveland was just that much better than, than Minnesota. But to see Absolutely. them make the playoffs as a wild card, that was just amazing. I don't care how they did against my Yankees, how they crapped the that with the with the bed a, the, a part like 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 the second half of that game, but. It's it's just they they just really I mean they just really came out of nowhere and as far as I know they bring practically the same team back so it's interesting oh, yeah, they there. compete even though yep oh no they're an excellent yeah. team no I, I think they're they're definitely in the they're they should be in the mix for a wild card um, in the American uh, League uh-huh. I, I definitely think with the level of talent they have especially with Byron uh, Buxton, who, is, uh, yeah. who actually received the platinum gloves as being the overall best mm-hmm. defensive player in the American League. Um, with his speed uh, on the base feds as well as covering the outfield, and Target Field has a huge center field, um, but they have a, right. a really solid pitching rotation, and they added Lance Lynn from the Cardinals this offseason to go with uh, Jake Odorizzi from Tampa Bay. So they really made some – no no splashy or, or headline feeling moves, but they've made moves to, to to shore up their pitching rotation. And like you said, they're bringing back uh, most of the guys that they had in their lineup last year. So the Minnesota Twins, 
are definitely one of those good teams to watch, but I just think Cleveland has too much, and they are too strong oh, in too that much. division for them that's to take it over. But I, I definitely think they, they should they should shore up a wild card uh, slot uh, this upcoming season. You know what? It brings me to my other team that I'm watching. Like, because I, I just don't know if they could do it. I mean, because I like Kansas City. Hey, look, look, look. I knew they gave away. I know they gave away <laughs> a lot of their parts, but they're so well-managed. They're so much of a world organization. I mean, hell, this team won World Series only a few seasons ago. And a few seasons, like, like, like we moved from that. But, you know, and I don't – look, I would love to see Minnesota do it again. They they should do on paper they should do it again. I just I just I just, it's just like I'm so I can't quit the, the the Royals for some reason I can't quit Kansas City I, I don't know why, but my I just I just want to see how it comes down between those two teams next year because those two teams will really compete for a wild card spot. Uh, the Central last year is just that KC fell off near the end, uh, but the, 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 like the other teams on the way other end of the spectrum. I'm going to keep my eye on just because I love watching train wrecks or the Miami Marlins. <laughs> I mean, it has to if, be. If you're, if you're a Marlins fan, and, and I'll throw the Pirates in there as well, if you're a fan of either of those two teams, why the hell, why, I mean, why even bother showing up to a game? They're going to just get yeah. the Chiefs, the, the, the Chiefs just kicked in night after night after night. I mean, who do they have? Who, who, who like, why should I go, why should a fan go see the Marlins? Why should, the remaining 500 Miami Marlins fans go watch them play. They should. <laughs> it's just be fascinating <laughs> yeah, it, to see them. To see them just crap the bed. I'm thinking 100. Yeah, it might losses. be. Yeah, it might be a historic losing season for the Miami Marlins this year. Um, and and I'm 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 not gonna lie to you. It couldn't happen to a, a better person than Derek Jeter, uh, in my opinion. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that all plays out. So. Uh, We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, if you I don't know if you if you read a story, uh, was the uh, ESPN.com had a had an article, like maybe two weeks ago or so. It was like apparently, long story short, like Stanton, while he was still a Marlin, had a conversation with Jeter and company about wanting to build a team around other young players, <clears throat> and just let him be the the guy, but build around younger players that. He thought she should get some shine. Jerry Jeter said, no, we're going to blow this thing up. Stanton got mad at him, said, just, just get me the hell out of here. And so, <laughs> and now we have a deal that would make Paul Powell Gasol to the Lakers blush. <laughs> and, and that, you know, basically, basically New York did not give up nearly, they just gave up one dude. I think I think like 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 uh, like Castro like uh, like I think yeah. it, was, it was that Castro kid they gave up for. That's pretty much it, and a few spare yeah. parts. That's pretty much all they gave up for. And yeah. it's just amazing. It's just, it's just it's just so funny to watch that. I mean, Miami's gonna be so bad next year. It's gonna be funny to watch. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, I mean, I, it, it, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say I saw about that. I was gonna say we should play a game called. Count the number of Miami Marlins fans at the games. I mean, you could probably oh, just be, literally just stick your finger on and count them. That'll be a quick game to play. I don't think you'll have uh, too much difficulty <laughs> being able to identify the the 75 to 150 people who are going to show up to those games all season. And uh, I think that might oh, be generous. Geez. That might be generous. Oh, that's so. terrible. And that new stadium <laughs> that the taxpayers pay for, it just goes to show you, man. It's it's that corporate welfare, man. But that's another podcast time. But it's just it's wow, wow, wow. I mean, yeah. to 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 police a community like that and continue to put a crappy team at a crappy team like that and then blow up a promising team on top of that. It's it's just crazy. It's it's just insane. Um, same with the Pirates too. I feel I feel bad for the people, the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's a good baseball town. Gorgeous stadium. I've been in that stadium like twice. Gorgeous stadium. It's just it is. now it's like the same thing. Why would why the hell would you want to go to the Pirates game? I mean, they got rid of like like uh like uh McClutchin and company. They did. I mean, why even bother? They did. Yeah. It they made it tough. Um I think they found but it kinda goes back to organization. It goes <clears> to the top. And and I don't mean yeah. the top of the pirates, I mean the top of major league baseball. 
Um, Rob Lansford, he, he really signed off on tanking. Uh, with a lot of statements and comments that he made during this offseason where sure. he condoned what yeah. was taking place with uh, the Miami Marlins and how they were going to completely gut the team, cut payroll, uh, right. how that was actually uh, a part of the plan when when Derek Jeter and uh, Bruce Sherman went into purchasing the team, um, how that was a part of the proposal. He He made it clear to teams that gutting payroll, getting rid of high-priced players so that you can, in essence, tank and, and wait until the opportunity is right for ownership to make a move, um, that's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to have in organizations uh, throughout Major League Baseball, and I think you're seeing it with those two teams that you highlighted. They, they don't see themselves in divisions that are winnable or don't see themselves in a position to really make any big moves. So they're telling themselves right. that, hey, we have the TV money, so we're, we're going to turn a profit, but uh, there's no sense in wasting money on players who aren't going to get the job done. So uh, we'll just wait and, and test free agency and, and see if we can build a farm system to, uh, to uh, make ourselves relevant again. But that's a hard and long process, and, and, and fans of Miami do not deserve to have to go through that for – it looks like no, they don't. <laughs> exactly. I mean, after they won the World Series in the '90s, they did it then. They did it after they won the World Series again with uh, with uh, I forgot the those two pitchers' names. Like, uh, but at any rate, was it Dontre Willis and uh, Dontre Willis, Josh Beckett? Yes, Dontre yeah, Willis and Josh that, Beckett. Man. Yep. And they got rid of those two. <laughs> Just. The melt of both those damn balls. They just can't quit, can they? Uh, they can't do it. Keep playing. They can't do it. Can't do it. Um, so, you know, with everything else that we discuss, I mean, of all the quote unquote shoe ins, and I call them shoe ins because I personally think, as far as the division winners go, it's going to be almost the same as last year, except with a couple of flip flops. And I'll get to that in a moment. But, of all the hype surrounding my beloved Yankees, uh, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers, with Clayton Kershaw falling over him, those Nationals who are threatening to be this generation's Atlanta Braves, who have so much talent, <laughs> win all those division titles, yet won't do a damn thing in the postseason. Um, who, 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 like, do you, is it possible to, to pick out a possible disappointment? Like, who, which which of those which could be out of those teams or whatever team that's on the that, that's on the come up? Which team do you think will just fall short and just just disappoint everybody, including their own mamas? Well, I, I think there are three teams that kind of stand out uh, to me that, that okay. might serve as disappointments, and I think the obvious ones uh, being Miami are better left unsaid. Um, but as far as those like <laughs> top tier division winning caliber teams that you were talking about, I, there are two teams within those that I think will be disappointments. And I'm not saying miss the playoffs, but um, right. not play to or be what everyone expects them to be. And one is the Dodgers, and the other is the Nationals. And I say that yeah. with the Dodgers because if you look at their pitching rotation, once you get past Clayton Kershaw it gets really dicey. And I know these are, these are the same guys that they had last year in Alex Wood and right. Rich Hill and Kenton Maier and Ryu, but I don't know how long you can expect to go to the well on Rich Hill. Rich Hill is getting up there in age, and he had a tremendous year last year and the year before. But you saw the attrition wearing on him as the year progressed. Um, Alex Wood... Right. He is. He was phenomenal, and I think he will be strong again this year. But Maeda, Maeda and Ryu, I just don't believe for a 162-game season you can rely on that pitching rotation to be the strong, dominant rotation that it needs to compete in the playoffs. And right. one thing that really stands out to me is with Clayton Kershaw, you're going to have a three- to six-week period where he's going to have an injury some kind of injury where he is just going to be out three to six weeks roughly. 
Can mm. Alex Wood, Rich Hill, Kenton Meyer, and Ryu hold the fort down? And I just don't know if they can continue to do it again and again and again. That's why I believe if the Dodgers mm. don't make a move to shore up their rotation, it's going to be tight for them. Um, will they make the playoffs? Yes, I'm not saying that. But I don't believe you'll see the dominance from them that we saw last year. Um, and with right. the Nationals, I just don't have faith in the Nationals when it comes to the playoff time. And I know it, it, people always say you won't believe it until you see it with them, but the way they lose is, is what really um, has you question their ability to succeed when it comes to playoff time. And the fact that they have another manager with Dave Martinez after getting rid of Dusty Baker. Um, yeah. I know he sat beside Joe Madden from Tampa Bay to Chicago, but I have no reason to believe that he has the answer. They are immensely talented team, but for some reason, when it comes down to crunch time, they short circuit in the clutch. They cannot perform at a high level. Um, just the fact that uh, Michael Taylor had the highest batting average on the Nationals during the playoffs last year tells you everything you need to know. Most people don't know who Michael yeah. A. Taylor is, but he had the highest the batting is. average on their team. <laughs> um, so there, yeah. there's there's something about a short and they and they're if they could ever get their bullpen together. Um, my God. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 the lack of clutch and the inability to execute down the stretch that just leads me to believe that they're gonna have another dynamic regular season and fall short in the playoffs. Um but as far as a team that's kinda on the cusp or will just not be as strong, I would say San Francisco Giants. Um, they got older. Mm-hmm. Uh their additions of Evan yeah. Longoria and Andrew McCutcheon, um that would have been great five years ago. But today, <laughs> I don't know if they give you what you need in the West to be a real contender. And the fact that Bumgarner broke his finger and he'll miss yeah. almost two months, that is just yeah, a lot to overcome thing. coming off of a right. tough season. So so those are the teams that I would look out for. Yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's interesting uh, because to your point about Washington, it seems like I don't know what it is, man. So they get to the postseason, <laughs> they clam up. They like they go to the from like from the Nationals to the old school Expos, Montreal Expos. They just they 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 just they they shrivel, man. And yeah. it just it just baffles to see that. I mean, it just it just it just makes you appreciate how how clutch you like like to see how some the clutch some players are like the. Reggie Jackson's the seventies, Mr. October, and and, and exactly. cats like 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 a Smoltz and Glavin and 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 Maddox pitching their the butts the tails off every like like in the playoffs. It just it too bad the hidden it was the hidden that let them down most of the year. Right. Um, right. I, you know what? I'm jinx. I don't I don't want to jinx myself of getting goo goo gaga over my Yankees, in the standpoint that we had a Stanton and had to give up just a cup of coffee. Essentially, say but it. Say some it. Tells, some tells me I think my Yankees, while we're still going to the playoffs, I I don't think we're going to be all that next year, and this is the reason why. Pitching, pitching, pitching. Those three reasons. <laughs> we, I mean, if, if CC Sabathia is your your go-to guy at this stage of his career, you got issues. That's just that's just the honest <laughs> guy truth. I mean, I, I I don't trust I I, I don't trust um, uh, uh, Masui. I mean, not not, not Masui. I'm thinking about something. I'm thinking about Tanaka. another picture, but yeah, yeah, Tanaka. I I don't trust him. I don't trust. I sure as hell don't trust Sonny Hill. I mean, he I I don't trust his ass at all. I mean, how he melted down <laughs> part of uh, part of the postseason. I, I I don't trust his behind. I don't trust his ass at all. And you know Jordan Montgomery's young, and I don't know what to make of Severi, uh, Severino. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not bull. I'm not. I'm not bullish on this starting rotation, man. I mean, as well. I, can, I mean, we're going to be outscoring cats eleven to nine. 
I mean, yeah. that's how we're going to win our games. We're going to be like the Texas Rangers of, of the 90s. Just just yeah. scoring 10 plus runs a game because, <laughs> I mean, if we can't get to our – now, bullpen's nice. I'll say that. That's yes. the only good thing that's going for us for our pitching. But our starting rotation, man, it's leaves a lot to be desired. I think we really need to make a splash next season. That's just me in 2019. But I, I, I something tells me those damn Red Sox, they, I don't know how they do it. But I, I have a feeling that they have a better they have a better star rotation than we do on paper, and 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 they and of course with the robbery they have our number, they had our number last year most of last year, but that's why I think again, I don't think the Yankees are gonna fall off. They're too talented offensively to 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 to, to play, like to do it and and to win ninety one games with that young core last season that no one saw coming. Including your sure didn't see coming. That's why I'm hyped for this season. I'm just not but so hyped if that makes sense. Uh, but oh, no, again, I completely understand. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they'll fall off. I mean, hell, I still have to win the D division, but it's not going to be a landslide. I think it's going to be them and the Red Sox most of the year. But I, if anything, if, 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 if I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be shot if the Yankees. Falter just a just a bit. Instead of winning the ninety five win seasons, ninety five games, having to come up short with ninety one or ninety two, and maybe like try not to get a wild card spot like they did last season. Last season, but I just don't trust their pitching. I don't trust their starting pitching. So that's the only and thing that stands away between us and getting to, like getting to the World Series is our pitching, because that's what did us in last season. To be honest with you. Well, that and Justin Verlander happened, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just don't. I mean, I, I I mean, I I just I just don't. I'm not. I'm trying. That's why I'm very cautiously optimistic when it comes to the Yankees. And you know, as far as the other squad, man. I mean, I I mean, thinking about that, like to like Colorado and Arizona duking it out. I mean, it was. If, I mean, I mean, the rest of the pennant races was so terrible. I mean. <laughs> It's just the only race that was left. I mean, it, it, uh, even the wild card race, you, you was going to be between those two, like two months left right. to go in the season. But I, I think I, I like Colorado more than Arizona. I, I just do. I, I mean, I don't know why. I think both teams are good teams, good young teams. I just, I just, I just like Colorado a little bit better than them, and I, I like Milwaukee better than Arizona, believe it or not. So, um, really. It's go- I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, look, <laughs> he said, really? Um, look, I, I, like, I understand Milwaukee hires a writer. I, I get it. And even though they fell short last season, they had a, they, they surprised me last season. I, it just, I, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't take Arizona seriously. I, I really don't. Okay. Okay. I, I really don't. Wow. I mean, I'm probably going to be wrong on that. I'm probably going to be wrong as hell on that. I mean, you may be on something. You may be a visionary. You may be a visionary <laughs> on that. But I, I do like the Brewers, though. I will absolutely give you that. Mm-hmm. I think when they picked up Christian Yelich and Lorenzo and Kane, um, they made two yeah. legit, not just uh, a, like additions from the standpoint of getting hits and getting on base, but defense. Like now, you have a legit outfield to the point that Ryan Braun has been moved to first base. So now yeah. the Brewers defensively, which will help their pitching staff, have shored up some, right. some holes that they had last year and in previous years. So I, I think the Brewers are going to be much improved in a team that, like you said, they, they came on strong, very strong yeah, at the end did. of last year with, with barely no pitching at all. And they were able to at least make it competitive down to the last weekend. But Arizona, Arizona is the team that I actually like quite a bit. I, I think that mm-hmm. their pitching staff is something that is not talked about enough. I mean, when when you have Zach Greinke sitting at the top, I know a lot of people That's um, right. think he doesn't shine in the biggest moments, but Zach Greinke is a dynamic yeah. pitcher. And Rob Ray, Robbie Ray, he had an excellent, excellent year last year. His strikeout numbers were best in the league. And – if they can get a, 
some performance from that back end of the rotation. It was kind of up and down, but Patrick Corbin was strong, and Tywan Walker had some bright spots uh, as well last year, but I really like their rotation. Um, one thing that really hurt was not being able to, to obviously bring back J.D. Martinez, and that was something that it seemed like was dead in the water as soon as the season was over. It was it was a one-horse race with the Red Sox, and uh, it was just a matter yeah. of time before that happened. But I don't think that will hurt them um, too, too much. I mean, it's it's a tremendous loss, but I think it that wasn't going to put them over the Dodgers in that division. But I definitely think mm-hmm. uh, with the team that they have in place, they can, they'll definitely compete for the wild card. And I think they will be one of the uh, wild card spots uh, in this upcoming season. Yeah. One last thing before we get into our division winners uh, to close this show off. I meant to ask you about you, Darvish. I, I think you may have mentioned him earlier. Is he, is he still with the Dodgers, or did he like, did he move on? He was signed by the Cubs. Uh, he was oh, wow. the, probably the first major uh, off-season signing uh, this past winter. He signed with the Cubs, um, not with a lot of fans there or a lot of great celebration, right. but he he definitely um, gave them a need uh, with the loss of Jake Arrieta, um, someone right. to uh, come in behind Lester and, and fulfill that one-two punch. The, the main thing with you, Darvish, well, there's two things, really. One is health. Um, he always has uh, neck issues uh, at some stretch uh, throughout the course of the season. But with him, if he's mm-hmm. if he's right, he's going to strike out 10, 11 guys every time he touches the mound. And the second issue is, can he do it in the playoffs? Um, that's one thing right. that has hampered him. Um, he has not shown up to be or proven to be big in those big moments. And, the Cubs, that's what – now that is the new norm for them, is the expectation of them showing up in big moments and being a championship contender. So he was brought there to to be ace-like, um, but he, he's definitely number two behind Lester, uh, unless something changes. But um, Hugh Darvish is, is going to be um, a headache for a lot of teams in that NL Central this year. Yeah, you know, I thought about him, Darvish, just sticking up, sticking up to join the playoffs. I see, especially in the World Series, he got he got his ass loved like twice by the Astros, um, which was disappointing <laughs> because I think he was wasn't he that game one or game two starter? Didn't he like start like the like like one of the early starters of the World Series? I think it was games one, game out of game one or two. Yes, I believe I it was. Yeah, my memory fades me just that quickly. But no, his performances in the postseason, especially in the in the World Series, was, has been lackluster, uh, to put it mildly. But if he can, if he can be healthy, um, hopefully that experience in the playoffs gave him something that he could learn from and rebound from, and uh, you know, give the Cubs what it is that they're looking for. But only time will tell because uh, his track record uh, <laughs> isn't the most favorable in those situations. Got it, got it. We'll, we'll get you out on this, on, on this, brother. We're going to pick our division winners, wild cards, and World Series. Well, actually, like uh, pennant winners and our World Series champions. So, I'll give you the okay. floor. Who are your who all, are right. all your winners in World Series? Yeah. In the American League East, I have your beloved Yankees winning the division uh, in the Central. AL Central, I'll take mm-hmm. Cleveland Indians. I just think Corey Kluber uh, and, and that team, they're just way too strong. And uh, in the West, right. I, of course, have the Astros. Um, rotation, lineup, everything intact, they're dominant. With the wild cards, I have the Red Sox and the Twins. Um, I think the Twins mm-hmm. definitely get it done, and I think the Red Sox will just finish a, a close second to the Yankees. Um, I think the team coming out of the American League, um, when it's all said and done, will probably be the Houston Astros. I just think that that pitching yeah. rotation, uh, barring any kind of injury, in and of itself is good enough. But then you throw Jose Altuve, George Springer, and Carlos Correa in the mix, and that's just – I think it's too much for any team in a seven-game series. So I think the, right. the Astros come out of the American League once again. 
In the National League, I have the the Nationals winning the East, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, In the Central, (laughs) I go with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I think the Cardinals uh, will be better this year, and I think they will will inch out the Brewers for one of the wild card spots. Uh, For the West, I have the Dodgers. I have the Dodgers winning the West, and then um, I have the Diamondbacks getting that second wild card spot. Um, mm. I feel like the Cardinals and the and the Giants are one are those teams that no matter what they're going to be somewhere around, and I think the Cardinals are are, are going to be around this year. They're really young. They got a lot of good experience from their uh, rotation last year, uh, being young and and just being thrown into it, and I think that has forged them. And they'll be pretty strong coming into this year. Uh, coming out of the National League, though, it was a tough one. I had to think about it for a while. But um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be the Cubs. I think the Cubs will come out mm. of the National League this year. Um, wow. I think that the the hangover from the 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 World Series from two years ago has, has finally worn off. I think now that they didn't achieve what they wanted, They'll have that edge, and I think the adding of mm-hmm. Darvish to the pitching rotation and and um, just being able to see players like Javier Baez play every day, like Kyle Schwarber play every day, uh, Jason Hayward, if he's going to be the starting uh, right fielder, but he has to perform. But if they if they right. play with that immense amount of talent that they have, I, I think they'll be able to to outmatch. Um, the likes of uh, Kershaw and 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 Strasburg and, and Scherzer, uh, and then uh, ultimately, I think the Astros are going to repeat. They're too strong. They're just way too yeah. strong from top to bottom. Pitching rotation, uh, that lineup. Um, it's it's going to be tough to beat that team in a seven game series because they can throw Verlander out there three times if they need to. Um, they play excellent defense. They have a tremendous yep. home field advantage, and they're so yes, they extremely do. young, and now they're winners. <clears throat> and that's a dangerous combination to be young and to know that you can do it because you've done it. And I just think with that amount of talent and um, and, and just the lack of holes that they have as a team overall, I think we're going to see our, our – we're going to see a back-to-back this year. Mm. And it wouldn't shot me one bit. Let me just run through mine right quick. Um, I think it's going to be similar to what it is last year, except for a few flip-flops. One of the flip-flops comes the AL East, with the Yankees winning, and the Red Sox getting the wild-card spot. I think both teams could easily win up with 95 games. Uh, I, I really do. Both teams are, are very talented, and they got a bunch of mashers, and they're just both, both two well-run organizations. Even though it hurts me to say that about the Red Sox, but I got to call a spade a spade. Two great organizations right there. <laughs> and the Central, I got the Indians winning it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be even close. I do. This is my one flip. I have the Royals edging out the Twins for the wildcard spot because with any young team like the like who come out of nowhere like the Twins did last year, it's all it, you know. They get hit with one label that they didn't expect to hit, and that's that word expectations. How are they going to do with the expectations this year? Kansas City did yeah. did their like did it been there done that to the tune of a World Series title? Can these young twins handle it? I'm not so sure they can. I still like them, but I think that mm-hmm. I, I, I mean I I don't know how they'll face how how they'll face the pressure of being a team to watch. I don't think they're used to mm-hmm. that. I think they'll be better next season, but I think they'll come back to the pack just a little bit. As far as the West goes, the Astros could roll out Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder and still win that division by twenty games. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just crazy. I mean, the fact that Houston, to your point, is young, they can mash, they can pitch, they can play good defense, they're well-managed, it's not even fair. It's, it's like, why even bother to show up if you're, if you're in the AL West? Or in the AL, for that matter. Maybe outside of the Yankees and the Red Sox. But why even – and maybe, maybe the Indians too. The Indians are too talented. But, but how does how, – how, 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 just how bad does it suck 
to be in the L West right now if you're not the Houston Astros. It's 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 just why about to showing up. It's, it's, it's I, I know, right? I mean, I it's guess what they're saying is true. It's like fair is where they go to judge picks. Life ain't fair. <laughs> Sorry, Angels, Mariners, Rangers, and A's. But it's the Astros world, and all four of your asses are just living in it. Uh, as far as the, go. the NL East goes, I, I think the Nationals, similar to the Astros, they can moonwalk their way to a division title. I mean, the rest yeah. of the teams at division suck. I mean, if, if, you, if you just look at it, sure, Philly, Philly's on the come up, but they're probably two seasons away. Sure. I don't know what the hell your sure. players are doing. And, <laughs> and, and the Marlins, again, why even bother showing up? Oh, as far as the Mets go, I like teasing the Mets as a Yankee fan. I really don't give two dams a doctor, to be honest with you. It's kind of like Giants fans see the Jets. Knicks fans like me see the, see, see the Nets. And, you know, you notice how those three words rhyme, right? The Nets, Jets, Mets. Three, all three are secondary yeah. teams in New York City. But, yeah. as far, I mean, yeah. just similar, similar to the Jets being, the acronym being just in the season, the Mets will always be my entire team sucks. That's that's going to be, that's that, that's the acronym of the Mets right there. Um, and and don't be surprised if Tebow shows up on their roster at some point. Oh this my year. God! What a what a crap show that is. That's, again, <laughs> that alone knocks the Mets down twenty more games in the standings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, can, how can anyone fail up in life? But anyway, that, I won't get on. I won't get on top of it. Um, to the AL Central. I got the Cubs winning. I can't believe – this is just a bizarre world of sports, man. A few seasons ago, the freaking Cubs won the World Series. Last season, the Eagles won the, the Super Bowl. To I mean, to quote the late, great uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Vince Lombardi, what the hell is going on out here? I mean, it's just it's just That's crazy. Right. Total bizarre world of sports. Now the Rams are back in Los Angeles. They're good again. But, but at any rate um, – I got the Milwaukee Brewers edging out St. Louis, a.k.a. Team Cockroach, for the wild card. They never die. I mean, St. Louis, I mean, they, they they just go to show how run how great of an organization the Cardinals are. They get rid of mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, and they still went <laughs> that division the year after they did that, and they're still in contention. They were in contention last year. They were yep. about to make that push. But they just yep. they just came just a little short. I mean, it's kind of like I mean they remind me of they're like the New England Patriots and the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, it, it's just yeah. they no matter who they have on their roster, they're gonna show up. It's just amazing how well run the Cardinals are. It's just I mean, props to props to St. Louis. But I will say this: living in Cincinnati in two for two in two different stints. It kind of, kind of conditioned me to hate the, the, the you, know, you know, to hate the Cardinals because that's what Reds <laughs> fans do. They can't, they hate that on is. St. Louis. <laughs> they really do hate on St. Louis. But nevertheless, I, 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 I think the, the, the Cardinals are one of the best run teams in all of sports. And mm-hmm. it, 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 you see it every, every freaking year. I mean, again, that's what a team cockroach. You can't kill those guys. You really can't. Um, Not at all. Yeah, as far as the West goes, yeah, the Dodgers, they're going to have an easier time in, like in the West. Not as easy as the Nationals have in the East and definitely not as easy as the Astros have in the division. But I kind of like the I, – I like I like the Rockies just beating out Arizona for the wild card spot as well. Uh, again, okay. it's that vibe. I mean, I'm probably going to be wrong as hell about the, 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 the Cardinals. Something tells me that I will be anyway, but that's just me. But – I you know, again, I I like Colorado. I really like what they did last year. I like what they what they bring back to the table this season. They're not going to catch anyone by surprise. And again, with Arizona, it's that word expectations. No one saw yep, Arizona coming last year, and you know, when they won ninety plus games. So again, what what you going to do this time when everybody's expecting you to do well? So that's why I like the Rockies, and that's why I like the, the Milwaukee Brewers to get that second wild card spot. You know, as far as the pennant winners, hell, it might as well go to the World Series at this point. It's going to be a repeat of last year. I don't see anybody beating Houston. I don't. And I, I look, 
I do think that it's going to come down between Chicago and the Dodgers and the um, and the NL, no doubt. Okay. I, I just I, for some reason, and, and I, you know, you know, I know what you said about the pitching rotation outside of Slayton Kershaw. The Dodgers are, this just look so damn good, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean the way that how they made it look so easy last season, and. They bring back much of the same squad this season, and you you have to think you have to think that those guys were mad about losing a grab between the World Series last last season against the, the Astros. There's no shame in that. The Astros were just that special, but I, right. I, I just think that I just think that LA might want it a little bit more than Chicago. That's that's just that's just my, my that's just my vibe I'm getting right now. Granted, I love Joe Madden. As a manager, I love him more as a guy, how different he is, how cutting edge he is, how he thinks outside the box. Hell, if he, if the way he won in Tampa Bay with little to no resources, to get him in the squad, like yeah. to see him doing his magic in Chicago with the Cubs, making the Cubs winners again for of all teams, the Cubs, he's, he's by far one of the best managers, the best manager in all of baseball. I said it when he was in Tampa, and I'm really saying it now. He and Tino, he and um, and and, and uh, Cleveland's manager, two best managers in baseball, going right now. Oh yeah, uh, Cone, Yeah, I really, I, I, I love, I like, shoot, I love Cleveland's manager. They, 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 I mean, I saw him. He bought Boston out of the dead. To so have <laughs> Boston win two World Series in four seasons, and and do yeah. his magic again in Cleveland. Granted, they were this close to beating the Cubs, and how weird would that would have been? Two teams breaking their uh, <laughs> curse that season. But yeah. At any rate, I mean, it, I mean, it's again, it's a bizarre world in sports. I mean, it's especially in baseball. But at any rate, I like I do think that LA they want it a little more than the Cubs right now. I mean, that's going to change part of the season. I'm probably wrong with that too, but. I'm thinking that the, I'm giving the, the 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 Dodgers a slight edge over the Cubs. As for the World Series again, I, I really don't see anybody beating Houston. I, I think Houston yeah. is that is is that is that dynasty. I'm, a lo, as long as they don't completely tear it down, what I mean by that is, is, is they don't get too cute in their free agency moves or personnel moves. I mean, letting Kaiko walk is one thing possible as possibility is one thing, but just to but, but to bring in a big, if they try to bring in a big name, they try to try to get cute, uh, which I don't think they'll do. But that's the only thing that that may upset that apple cart. I, I don't think anyone's going to beat Houston the next two to three years. I'm just going to go out and say it. I mean, unless the, unless my Yankees bring in some pitching to balance to bring some balance to that team, because it's very they're going to again they'll be outscoring catch eleven to ten most nights. You don't have to worry about that with Houston. Houston can both mash and can shut your ass down. I mean, they they, they can they can really shut down pitch uh, batters. And as long as they yep. continue to hire to to employ Verlander, it's a wrap. Verlander still got it. And Absolutely. as long as they they as long as if they if even they'll keep Keiko around, if they bring in the other cat that you mentioned earlier, like, earlier like from Pittsburgh, and if he even pans out. It's it's not even yeah. fair. It's, it's the embarrassment of the riches. So, it's and, the and truth. those cats all young outside of Verlander, they're young. So I I really don't see anybody being used. I I really don't. And it may not be as yeah. close as it was last year. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Seriously, yeah, it will be seriously, tough because yeah. I mean, it's it's a I think it's a case of Houston not knowing their own strength last year, and now they know how strong <laughs> they are, how good they are. I really don't see anybody beating them, bro. <laughs> yeah, really it's gonna be it. tough. Barring injuries, yeah, I, it's, I see them. I see them back sitting in the same place they were last year. So, exactly. it'll be exciting That's the to only see. Thing. Yeah, well, it'll be exciting to see how much Houston's gonna blow away the, the the field and the AL because I mean they're just that strong. But it's but nevertheless, I'm still looking forward to the season. I'm looking to see how my Yankees and the Red Sox compete against the, the, the Astros. See if this last if 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 there's any chance of them coming back down to earth. But again, it's going to be a great season. So long live baseball. Anyway, 
Thank you, B. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Just, just, yeah, just don't make it another two years before I get back up here, man. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> All right, that's my man, Brian Van, baseball extraordinaire. Uh, we're going to be doing this like a lot of times during the season. It's going to be hell, one hell of a season. Lost individual storylines and team storylines. It's going to be cool. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in to the Clown. This is Scott Burks signing off. Oh, six. Peace.